What's going on, everybody? It's Wednesday. Feels like Monday. July 5th. Freedom is freedom is over. Back to work. Peasants. What's up, everybody? Call to the pen HQ. Big Johnny Stud at John Legaze on the Bird app. Mr. Cooper on the ones and twos, my boy. Brian Rose, Fire Sports, usual suspects up in the pen waiting for the D-Gen show of all D-Gen shows. Yes, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna heat her. Right now, right? I do so much talking about losing. I forget. Like I win, I win too. I see, you know, the official hot dog sharp right here. Hammer betting network, home of the hot dog sharps. <laughs> no doubt. Rate, review, and subscribe if you follow me along. I mean, listen, me and Jay were, were analyzing, you know, our bet on the hot dog contest. Whatever. In general, right? Let's not talk about hot dogs anymore. In general, right? Let's talk about stuff we can use. When you get kind of unique bets that get a lot of public steam in one direction. Usually you want to wait till the last minute and go under. And that's exactly what I did. And I kind of, uh, what's a good way to apply this? NFL futures are coming up, right? NFL player futures are coming up. I know it's so people hate me for this. If you just go under on everybody with an equal amount, you're probably going to make money, right? Because the attrition rate and people only bet the overs. So last point, Cubby Noel, what's up, man? Hope you had a wonderful day. Remember, if you're going to be betting, right? So if you're going with public steam, you want to wait till the end to go under NFL futures. If you want to bet an NFL future on a player prop, you wait until the last day before kickoff and go under. Remember, the majority of these guys, you're betting on injury also. The majority of the guys, you miss a game or two, all those things are set at rate stats, and you're not going to get it. So D-Rock, Taco Core, Fire Sports, let's go get him. Fast to show at MLB, absolutely anywhere. Take that bad boy to the bank with the one-man band blowing the harmonica. And a tuba, banging a drum, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, that drum beat is me. Big Johnny Sweep yesterday, man. You know, it's funny. I hate to talk about, like, oh, I dressed up the model and things got better. It's the, the model, it purposefully adjusts with more data, right? So it's always going to get smarter. Although, I hope somebody reminds me for next season, when they change the ball, be careful with using last year's stats, right? And if you wonder when I'm talking about pitching, right, we always want more. More data, better than, greater than sign, less data. Well, if you're using last year's pitching stuff, right, you're betting on Alec Manoa still. And, well, he'll be back in a few days, and guess what? We'll probably be betting on him because he'll be a heavy dog with the Jays. All right, let's get into the games. Elephants balancing on beach balls, Oakland A's. How much yuck and a wall to chuck chuck? Although I don't have this one listed because the, the A's have been very sneaky with their starters. Going up against Erod, he's back with the Tigers. Now, again, Erod has been phenomenal. 2-3 ERA, sub-1 whip. 19 came on his BB, 33% ball. I mean, just excellent contact metrics in place. Everything looking really good. 31 hard hit, 3% blast, 273x Woba. However, you know, I'm always reticent of betting on players coming off of the injured list. I actually did it to an extent yesterday in this game with the under. Like, can you go under with old Chuck? He's not one of the guys I like with Sears, right? And that under was easy. So I think I'm just going to leave this one. I see some love in the chat for the Tigers. Rightfully so. They're the better team. The Tigers are the better team. We also know they hit lefties. It's one of the better things. Tigers top eight expected WOBA against lefties last 30, however, right? I mean, the Oakland offense so bad. As a team, sub-200 BA. Ugh, gross. So just pass on this one. Again, I'd be leaning under. I'd be leaning Tigers, but no need. Next up, the fighting Phils from Broad Street Bullies, Taiwan Walker. Heading to feasts, the Flatfish of Florida in Tampa, and Zach Little, who I, I got, admittedly I, I don't know too much about. 
when I think I think I ran, he actually was starting games, right? That usually is the big problem for me. Right? We always are, we all have our hiccups. No, it's not. He's just opening. I'm sorry. Someone else later in the day. So sorry about that, Jeff. What's up, man? Good to see you. I hope you had a great day yesterday. So it's Taiwan Walker against the opener. Little Walker's been great. Sub four ERA, one two five whip. I just call the disciplinary basket average. Lots of contact without the whiffs, but he does get ahead. But that's kind of his thing because he's keeping the ball down. This is Taiwan Walker, forty seven percent. Ground ball, 30% hard hit rate via BIS. One home run per nine, 313x ball. But flip side, little, I don't like the run kind of opener stuff. And we know the Jays' bullpen's okay, but little's just been all right. 5-3 ERA, 1-4 whip. Jan, I want to bury the lead. Give me the Phillies through the first five today. Phillies offense starting to wake up. Tampa offense going in the other direction. And I think these are, again, this is part of when we get better, algo gets better, we get smarter, make more money. Public fails to adjust properly. Public still thinking Rays very, very good. And Phillies very, very bad. Right now, not the case. Phillies offense last 500 PAs looking really good. You know, starting to do it. The K rate's down below 22. The swing strike rate in the single digits. In zone contact up at 89. Then you go over to the hard hit rate. It's above 40. 105 WRC plus. Phillies getting it done. Tampa carrying the above average WRC plus. But I'm not really buying it. They're scoring runs without the underpinning. They're not taking walks, way too many swinging strikes, too many chases. And they're putting the ball on the ground a ton. This is the Rays. Looking at you, Yandy Diaz, man. We thought we had the launch angle revolution for him. He was going absolutely ham-boned bananas. And now it looks like he might have reverted to the ground ball machine. These things happen. Anyway, I do think Philly better than Tampa through five. Did we get plus money, Jay? Sorry, I took my money, my eye off it. Remember, people, we're using betstamp.app in a little bit. We'll have Jay tell you a little bit about it. But make sure you're shopping around. That's what we're very important. Yeah, I love this one. I think we have the pitching edge. I think we have the offensive edge. And we're getting plus money. Hit the Phillies F5. Let's move it on. Next up, it's the Redbirds and Steven Matz. I know anytime we bring up the Cardinals, my boy Cubby Noel has that, that Cheshire Cat smile going. Cubs fans loving the desolation of smog in, in St. Louis, man. It has just been ridiculous. And they're, you know, they're running out Stephen Matz to go up against Brian Hoeing. Now, granted, I'm not really a fan of either. I'll probably stay away from this one. This one kind of feels like an over or nothing. I was kind of trying to ramble my way over to the algo again. If you're kind of curious about all the stuff we go through, hit me up on Twitter at John Legazer. You don't have to hit me up. Go to the pinned tweet. It'll take you to a sharpener link that has an open google doc and you can follow along follow the algo i show you absolutely everything pull the curtain imply team totals sp ranks it's still listed at 50 dollars for the year we're, we're going to lower it at the, at the all-star so so do not sign up right i'm the only person saying that I, you're not doing this for the money yeah i'm actually over through f5 i'm over on the game but i was kind of struggling with this one Again, hoeing a little bit better on the surface. 3.7 ERA, 1.3 whip. However, the OPS above 7.50. K-minus walk ERA above 5. Sierra creeping up near 5. Single-digit KBB, single-digit swing to strike. Generally, the stuff we go after. O-swing down below 28. Like That's as low as you're going to get. Both of these pitchers have an O-swing below 28. That's just not something that you're used to. I don't know if I trust either one of these offenses. The St. Louis offense has picked up some steam. Batting average over 270 as a squad, but no homers, no steals. They're just not scoring. Of course, that could come around. Miami, 280 as a team, last 500. We know the disciplinary game is pretty good. So, yeah, I'm kind of leaning. I'm kind of leaning. Brian, yeah, how good was Noel yesterday? He was good, but he took he took the K-leader. He snatched it from Maeda. We had nine from Maeda. 
oh, look at that. Jay saying the F5s, they're pulling and they're being, uh, they're lagging on the post. So they did us a favor. Keep an eye on that one too. If you're into a robust ticket, I think St. Louis and Miami 05 is probably good. I wouldn't be surprised if Mats goes out there and just gets roughed up. He's not very good. Next up, it's my Reds. I, I am so, I have the receipts, man. You know, and now everyone is kind of in vogue to be jumping on the Reds bandwagon, even if it's kind of tongue in cheek. Seeing some love for the Miami team total. Yeah. First five. Yeah, yeah I hear you. It's wow, plus 125. Hachi Machi Liberace. That's not bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> Colton Penn. Jay says, me and my big stupid mouth. I was messaging Johnny after Miami stuff. Don't worry, man. We don't believe in that stuff. Right? Superstitious. If anything, we're stitious. <laughs> I don't know if you know if that's, if that's a thing. We're we're anti-stitious, you know. Don't worry about it, my man. But it was kind of funny. My aid, it was rolling. But it goes to show you, we've had, we've been on the top of the leaderboard playing like 25 to ones the entire year. So we're going to get it. Yeah, Musgrove is good too. But yeah, Nola looked great. And if he gets that curveball back in shape, that's been the difference if you're kind of into the more granular stuff. All right, it's Graham Ashcraft again. I've got the receipts. I'm an actual Reds fan. It happened a couple of years ago, right before they – it was the year with Bauer and Castillo. I was just obsessed with the Reds because the Yankees are kind of boring to root for. I was looking for an underdog story that I believed in. I thought the Reds at that time. When I was with FTN, I remember betting them 30-1 to 1 to win the World Series or whatever, and they ended up kind of selling off. And the Reds just kind of stuck with me. So it's Graham Ashcraft minus 120 slight favorite on the road against Albert Nats and Josiah Gray. Please don't make me choose. Please don't make me choose. Now, listen, you got to think Gray's got the upper hand with the Nats through F5. But the Nats offense, I forget who mentioned it. It might have been my boy. Oh, who's who's? It might be my K who brought up to me. You know, I'm getting to know everybody from the chat. Again, if you're into this stuff, there's a home for you. we got a seat at the bar for you. A seat at the bar in the restaurant where the chefs eat. Guaranteed. You just sit around with your ears open. Guaranteed to learn something. Some of the stuff, i got to admit, some of the lessons we drop here kind of resonate kind of supersede betting into real life, paying premiums and stuff like that. Anyway, I haven't had the guts to go up against the Reds. That offense is just like a non-starter for me. Reds number one in OBP in the league, last 500 plate appearances, 852 OPS as a team, double-digit walk, but also number one in steals, right? So if you're the number one on base team and the number one in steals, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to be kicking myself if my boy Josiah Gray shuts him down. This one kind of feels like the over, but again, the Washington offense in the tank right now. The 250 team BVA, not terrible, but bottom five in runs, bottom three in walks, worst chase rate in the league, worst hard hit rate in the league. It's It's been really, really bad and just despicably bad against righties. Worst ex-WOBA against righties last 30 days. Numbers at 284. That is awful. I mean, just, just awful. So I think I'm leaving this one alone, but... And we're probably going to get some heavy leans because I know we have a lot of Washington fans here. Yeah, insights on the Washington F5, I hear you. With the plus money, I think we have the pitching edge. I just worry Washington so bad against righties that they're just not getting it done for us. Well, I, I'm not a Washington hater. We back them constantly. But I, get, I like to hit them in up wave. I think Washington right now is down wave. Cincinnati right now is up wave. So for me, I'd just rather not back pitching and go offense, offense. It's pretty much that simple again. I'm not trying to be right and make anyone else wrong. Just maybe a little bit different. I'll show you a bit of my methodology, let's call it. All right, Jay Bird, let's move it up, man. Next up, Blackbirds, Orange Vest, Dean, Krispy Kremer on the bump. Minus 115, slight fave against my New York Yankees. Now batting number two. 
It's Dean Creamer and Randy Vasquez. Vasquez has been very, very good for the Yankees thus far. However, you pop the hood, it's a bit worrisome. Now, it may get it done. It's been rough for Kramer so far. Five ERA, one four whip, expected ERA north of six. He hasn't walked batters, but the rest of the disciplinary basket is pretty whack. He doesn't use chases, too much contact, and the ball's in the air and barreled. If you remember the original Cork Stats show, like, man, anybody here a Cork Stats member? I don't remember. Cork Stats crew member? I don't even know. We used to call it bad math. 45 ball, 45 hard hit, 11 barrel equals what? Yeah, you, the handsome gentleman in the back waving your hands. It's a two home row nine. 369 X Woba, 448 expected Woba on contact. Lefties have just killed Kramer, 318 BA, 932. And then remember, without the protection of Baltimore, he's really struggled on the road, 875 OPS allowed, 310 BA. 310 BA allowed. I mean, as, uh, Kramer could be in trouble today. My Yankees, that offense, absolutely stinky. They stink. They stink. And I'm the first to admit it. However, they are doing Yankee things. And I think we're entering again. We want I'm, I protect these calls greatly because I believe in them so much. Right? We've done very well predicting sine waves for team offense. Yankees getting ready to enter sine wave up, but I don't just don't know where the top is. Yankees 18% K to 10 and a half walk as a team, putting the ball in the air. Lots of line drives, lots of hard hit balls. It's coming for the Yankees. They just refuse to steal bases. The batting average is low because, you know, a lot of guys are going for it all. Insights on Yankees. Yeah, again, it's not a bad it's not a bad play. I've been attacking the Baltimore offense. Maybe we do get this one. You know what, Jay? Check this out. I hadn't seen how bad it's gotten. Baltimore offense last 500 PAs, 214 batting average, 290 OBP. That's a 629 OPS. This is really bad. 28% hard hit, 5% barrel. That's a 76 WRC plus. You know what? Let's go. If I'm going to call the up wave and Vasquez has just been okay. I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not really buying the underpinning stuff. The swing strike is not there. You know, lots of fly balls, but he works up in his zone, which I like. He has suppressed hard contact. Vasquez, it's only 10 in the third. He has a 175 max lefty-righty BA split. I mean, that is awesome. But if we're going to bet the Yankees, it's because of the bullpen, right? Yankee bullpen has been excellent. It's, it's why they're winning games. You know, like, again, I love the Yankees, but I don't, like, apologize for them like some people do with their own teams. But you're getting a lot of this, I don't understand. The Yankees stink. Why are they winning games? The bullpen, they don't it to the same. You know, that's, a, that's the long and short of it. Yankee bullpen, 325. On the season, 2-8 ERA, 118 whip, a 2-11 batting average, half a homer, 9. Last 50 innings, 217 BA, 217 ERA, sorry, 206 BA, only one loss. Baltimore bullpen, 5 ERA, the Sierra nice and low, but lots of contact, lots of barrels, lots of hard hit, lots of home runs. Basically how you get in trouble. Again, Baltimore is one of those Jekyll and Hyde bullpens. If it's close and you get Cano Batista, you get a, yeah, the mink, yeah, you know. And if not, you get the whack bullpen that you can eat. So we're going to have to hope that, again, I'm trying not to base this in Yankee love, but we're basing this in the disciplinary point. So, Jay, give me the Yankees a plus money. Yeah, we'll take it home slice. Again, full game. Let's go with the bullpen also. Idea being, Yankees not swinging and missing, not chasing, taking their walks. If we stretch out Kramer, get him out through four or five. Nash, two, what's up, man? Good to see you. Welcome aboard. Hope you had a wonderful day yesterday. Ten fingers. 
<laughs> I got him. Like those ten sausage, they're still intact, believe it or not. I lit off a million fireworks. If you know, I got the blisters on my thumb from lighting all day. The idea being we stretch Yankee stretch out Kramer, get into the meaty underbelly of the bullpen. Give me Yankees to win it next up. It's the Walker, Texas Rangers, and the White Wolf of Winterfell. Woo! John Gray on the bump on the road, minus 115 slight faves against the Red Soccers and my boy Brian Bellissimo. Brian Bellissimo. Man, and is he beautiful. Gray's been excellent as well. This one should be really good, really fun to watch. They've also been great last 30. I mean, this is like the game to watch today. This one should have kind of slight playoff feels. I don't have a strong lean because I am fighting the urge to bet the Red Sox. I love Brian Bayo. You guys know that. If you follow my fantasy work, he was like, my guy. You know, he's all my last pick on my underdog teams, which are rocking and rolling. So, but it, it's so difficult to go up against the Rangers. This is actually funny. The Rangers in one of their softer, like, this is in one of their, so now here's the problem. Okay, good to see you, my man. One of the softer 500 per PA paces, check it out. 500 PAs for the Rangers, 284 batting average, that's number one. 24 line drive, that's 30, 30 OPS. They don't chase, tons of contact, 10% barrel, and just crushing. 350x wall buckets, righties, last 30 days. Boston Red Sox offense in the tub, circling the drain. This is why we've had trouble. OPMG, Copbook status. What's up, kiddo? Very hard to back the Red Sox right now. 231 team batting average, last 500. That's a 275 OVP, a 68 WRC+. Red Sox offense circling the drain. Very hard to back. This has been my error so far this season that I'm not going to continue making. If you like Bayo and you like the Red Sox, let me check the algo. I even, I believe it or not, it's t- I have it tied, you know. I'm not going to tell you not to overreact to decimal points and do it myself. So I had this one as a nose, decided by a run. That's why I'm leaving it because the Texas offense, if they get ahead, I'm worried Boston doesn't have the firepower to catch it up. So I'm leaving this one. Next up, it's the Chopping Braves, Mike Soroka on the bump against the guards and Cal Quantrill. Jay, check the total on this one. As this, I, I didn't react fast enough to this one. I didn't. I didn't realize where my algo was at. Again, I don't want to bury the lead. Both of these bullpens have been very good. I'd be targeting the F5 for the over. Jay, give me the first five overs per favori. Holy moly, Hachi Machi. Is it too – you know what? I want to I want to go for this one. We're going to go over five and a half. I know I generally don't go to six, but this is one of the things that I have to correct. We're in a scoring environment. The Braves are ridiculously good. Let's dive into the analysis. Mike Soroka on the bump. He's back. Six, seven ERA, one five whip, 900 OPS. You know, you got to give him time to get sharp. Can it, you know, it's been so long since we've seen anything from him. We know he's not getting swings and misses, but Soroka not getting ahead. 58% first strike, 27 0 swing. What's the opposite of a bully? That's Mike Soroka right now. You know, lefties hurting him, righties hurting him. Righties have a 357 BA, 940 OPS. Uh, lefties with a 940 OPS, not to be outdone. And he's gotten crushed on the road, 8 4 ERA on the road so far for Soroka. I mean, yes, can he take the step forward and show us glimpses of what we've seen? Absolutely, it could happen. But I'm with the trend as my friend, man. We don't catch knives around here. This is a sharp group. This is what sharps do. Sharps trade rectangular patterns. Donkeys look for continuation of the perpetuity. Anyway, Cal Quantrill. 
6-2 ERA, 1-5 whip. They, uh, guards keep forcing this guy into the rotation. XFIP came in as walk ERA. Expected ERA in Sierra, all above 5.5 if you're looking for validation. The K rate down at 12. Came in as BB, 4.5. 21 CSW, 17 whiff. That's not like as low as it goes. So it's 89 zone contact. So that's when you, again, right, you don't want, you have to be careful looking for contact stats when it comes to pitching. However, when you get to 90% contact, now you can. Cal Quantrill, just that 90% contact, 363x Woba. And you know what's on contact if you're with a 7% walk rate. So you go over to the Braves offense and it's just like a sea of red. Again, I format everything because more important sometimes than the number is the relative position to the field. So that's why I've always had a knack for making cheat sheets for people. I've been doing it for so long. That's part of the goodness I think you get with my stuff is everything all at once. Instead of having 50 chrome tabs open with splits and this and that, it's all in one spot. Hammer that like button. <laughs> Braves, last 500 PAs, number one in runs, homers, average, OPS. Top three in K rate, but also number one, hard hit, barrel, XWOBA, WRC+. And, 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 this is very important. WOBA, XWOBA against lefties and righties. They're number one. Wow. Oh, my God. That's, I, I mean, look, again, I handicap every game every day for like five years. Very hard to stand out. This is just unbelievable. Think about the 500 plate appearances. 35 homers, 80 runs, 285 BA, 950 OPS, 149 WRC+. The Braves lineup, right, as a whole, is a first third of the lineup all-star. Go figure, right? I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. So I think we look for the over. The Cleveland offense, they kind of stick. <laughs> they kind of stick. But we mentioned the contact. They make a ton of it. Right, they don't K, no swinging strike. So I don't, I don't think Soroka right, has got to pitch contact, and that's where the Guardians have been known to succeed. Right, because you'll get doubles, you'll get stolen bases. They stretch, not a lot of power. Three forty woba against righties last thirty. So there might be some love there. Give me the over. Next up, the Royals with cheese. And Alec Marsh, who I don't know anything about, only four innings so far this year. On a bump against the Twins and Pablo Lopez. I'm not bearing the lead. I posted the full game Minnesota run line. Let's get this one out there before this line continues to move. Jay, only if it's a minus 120 or better prayer, please. Maybe 125 I'll go to. Again, when you go up against the Royals, remember there are certain teams that have indicators. When you go against the Royals, it should mean two things. You don't go under in full games. And you attack them for a full game because the bullpen's so bad. 327 innings on the season from the Royals. It's a five ERA, one five whip, nine barrel. They've eaten 20 losses. There's 46 in the third. It's a six four ERA, one six six whip. They're very, very bad. And they let go of Chapman, who is one of their better relievers. Flip side, Minnesota. Pablo Lopez is the GOAT right now. Yes, the ERA is at 424. K-Renis Walk ERA at 35. Expected ERA at 3-1. Sierra 3-4. Validation. 29.8K to only seven walk. I mean, a 23K minus BB is all-star level, 14.5K, 32 ball, 71 first strike, 39 O swing. Bam. Bully metric, like fully intact. And if you're new, hello. Again, this show is unlike anywhere else. I actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to baseball. <laughs> On the betting end and the analysis, I hate to be a jerk about it, but most of the handicappers that cover baseball understand the betting and the board, the pricing, and not anything about the game or how it works. Quite literally, just none of the granular imaginations of the game. Not to brag, we're just being objective here, right? This this show is about self-auditing, and I take enough L's to also take my dubs. Pablo Lopez is, oh, is 
Very, 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 very good right now. Kansas City offense, very, 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 very bad. 240, Team BA last 500 PAs. 27% Ks, bottom five, 13 and a half, so we're going to strike the same. 36 and a half chase, they should get mowed on down. 48% ground ball as a team that's a 78 WRC plus. Bottom two expected Wilbur versus righties, that number's a 283. So this one should just be a steamroll. You know, I'm not a big chalk guy, but I think we get the boat race. Kansas City kind of getting ready to surrender. And if we don't get him early, I think we'll get him late because, again, the Kansas City bullpen so very bad. Next up. Toronto Bluebirds, north of the border, Joe Berry's, Jose Berrios, minus 120 fave on the road against the big man, Lance Lynn, and the White Suckums. Man, I never know what we're going to get here. Every time I see, as my running theme, every time I seem to bet on the Blue Jays, they just wholly disappoint me on offense. I bet on the Blue Jays, the pitching is excellent. They won't score, and you can't win. Toronto, I think I heard today, is the worst one-run record in the league. Now, those things are wonky, and if you're a Blue Jay fan, it's a reason to be excited, but I'm just not so sure. Now, we know Lynn has been really up and down. He still had the strikeout pitch. Getting it together a little bit. We've had flashes. I want to Maybe I'll go into the bullpen to see if we can determine this one. Toronto really is the upper edge. You know what? Let's get Toronto to win this one. I think I'm being, a, I'm, I'm being a, little, a little too standoffish now. I'm starting to, again, with the strength of the algo, getting my own confidence together. We're racking wins right now. I, this one is not the close. Berrios has been very good. His expected stuff starting to come down as well. The walk rate down below seven, which we love. Inducing chases. Berrios has just been good, right? Suppressing hard contact. And Lance Lynn's been weird. I mean, it's been rough. Uh, the earner indicators are telling you yes, 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 but he misses a ton. He's missing a ton. The ball's going in the air, 11% barrel. You know, two home or not, that's where it is. He just hasn't had an answer for lefties again all year. Not that the Blue Jays are a big lefty team, but I know Lynn, Lynn again, if he, until he gets it right, Insight's got over one and a half walks. Berrios over four and a half Ks. I think that those are both pretty sharp. Let's take a look at the White Sox disciplinary stuff for our audio-only people. 23% K last 500, not great. However, remember, underpinnings. Look at the inputs. That's what you come here for. Hopefully, I'm doing some of the work so you don't have to. 12 swinging strike, 33 chase, 84 zone contact as a team. Not very good. Chicago also dead last in chase rate on the season year to date. So there is strikeout stuff in that lineup. Yeah, nice little SGP. So let's move it up. This one, again, won't bear lead. I like the F5. It's the Cubbies, those baby bears from the nice part of Chicago. Justin Steele. Minus 155 fave on the road against the Blue, the Bluebirds, the Beer Makers. Sorry, the Brewers and Adrian Hauser. Still uh, sweating off some of those high noons and barrel-proof bourbon from yesterday. Sorry. Steel has been excellent, man. 2-4 ERA, 103 whip. OPS south of 600. Expected ERA at three on the nose. Sierra sub four. Five and a half walk. 33 ball. 35 O swing. These are all very good, very good disciplinary metrics. 51 ground ball. You got to check that box. 19.5% hard hit rate. A third of a homer nine. 229 max lefty righty BA split. He's just been downright filthy, pitching his best on the road as well. That's a 624 OPS on the road, 26 ERA, half a ERA, half a homer nine for Steele up against Hauser. I ain't buying it. 38 ERA fraudulent. That's a Fugazi. You looked at it two seconds. How could you tell it's a Fugazi? 1 5 whip, five and a quarter came on his walk ERA. Sierra up near five, 15K. 8 KBB, six and a half swinging strike. This is just going to fall apart eventually. It's coming for him. 16% whiff. 
for Hauser. So, yeah, I think he's going to get stung. And it's coming. He does keep the ball down, and that's kind of been the whole thing. We're going to need the Cubs' offense to do some work. They haven't been great, but we'll see. They don't chase. They pull the ball. B.A. and Fresno team's not bad, but the power stroke has not been. Milwaukee, the disciplinary stuff is there, but they're a ground ball machine as well. Not very good. 91 WRC plus for the Brewers. Also, I mean, ugh, both these both these offenses are not very good. I tend to like the Cubs a little better. Every time I go against the Brewers, I have gotten stung. But we've been looking for, like, you know, backing weird, weird people. Like, you know, whatever that was. It's, you know, you back bad pitching. That's your own fault. So steal over Hauser through five because the bullpen stuff is a little weird, I think. I think I saw that before. Cubs bullpen, 2-7 ERA last 42 innings, but the Sierra over four. 90 zone contact, 40 hard hit, recipe for trouble. They're not striking out anybody. Brewer bullpen, not really that impressive either, but I think we'll get Hauser through five. So give me the Cubs and the cover. If not, the Cubs money line is like a parlay piece that I like also, right? We've talked about that. Pairing up, pairing up favorites. I don't. We haven't had another one, so let's go with the F five. That's cool. F five covers fine with me. Next up, Patrick Sandoval and the Angels on the road. Just lost Michael Trout. The fish is going to be out for a bit with a broken hammy bone. Plus one fifty five dogs on the road in the perfect weather against Seth Lugo and the San Diego disappointments. Four six ERA one five whip for Sandoval. I mean, he's just killing you, man. If you're doing fantasy, the whip stuff is just so bad because he's not striking out anyone. 9% came out his BB. Even though the whiff is there, I see why we keep going to it. He's keeping the ball on the ground 49% of the time. This is Sandoval. But uh, he's killing me, man. He's just killing me. He's been very good on the road. I hadn't seen this earlier. Maybe that's the answer. 675 OPS, 370 ERA on the road so far this year. But he's been killing me. I also, you know, I tend to believe my own work, which I think we should. We had the call on the San Diego offense to kind of hit that groove. And we were right. And now I'm kind of getting out of the way. Also, Lugo's been really good. He was another guy that I think that was the pitcher at the outset that I was talking about. You know, you got to keep an eye on the nuance and on the context of usage. Again, you're right. Opportunity is at the center of all this stuff. So when you think of Lugo, we know just – I thought I had it in my head that he opened – and that was against Kansas City, you know, a, maybe like a month or so ago. But since he came back, he's gone at least five. Really good last time out in Cincinnati. So Lugo's got some goods. And if they're going to let him go, you know, there's some good stuff there. He doesn't walk anybody. The ball rate is really low. Ball is on the ground, suppressing hard hits. You know, we know Lugo's got some, has got some filth. So it'll be interesting to see this one. An excellent last 400 pitches. That's something I've been running because of Eno Saris's work, right? That stabilization of stuff. San Diego, a little heavy, man. Maybe I wish I would have paired San Diego and Chicago. So if anyone is listening on the train, you're not betting as you're listening. I think that's probably where I would have went. I love San Diego to win it. I don't know if I want to pay the cover price. Because the San Diego bullpen has stunk. 6-2 ERA list, 45. L.A. bullpen, not much better. But then going up against L.A. in the short set, I hate the fact. Obviously, Jeff has possibly no Otani. That I didn't see. And if you think you have a sharp edge on no Otani, no Trout, L.A. offense is not good. Man, that makes me want to go for the cover here too, Jay. Does you feel a little greedy? 
I mean, I think, although let me check the algo. If I have a cover with Otani in the lineup, let's hit it, Jay. I don't I narrator's voice. He does not. So I don't. So just leave it. If you haven't bet it, I would pair San Diego and Chicago. Maybe I'll put those in my parlay later on tonight. All right, let's hustle up through the rest of it. This next one I didn't even I couldn't really find listed because Seattle has been wish washing, which has been a new thing going back between Tommaso Melone, Tommy Malone, some of you may know, which but he is a Tommaso against Alex Canacorn and the Cobb and the Giants. I guess if you're a juice layer, maybe San Francisco and San Diego. Well, you know what? Let's pair that. How about that one? Jeff, thank you very much. Jeff, again, sharpest comment section. Blister on his hand pitching. Maybe still hits. He, he left the game last night. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. Maybe you get a day for a blister. Jay says Malone is confirmed. I mean, he stinks anyway. It doesn't even matter. Jay, let's pair San Francisco and, and Chicago, the Cubbies. Right, that'll get us to plus, and that'll get us exposure to those games that we like. Again, without being greedy. I'd, I'd rather pair heavy-duty monies that look for the cover. Again, this is something I've talked about theoretically over the years, which is trying to have my position, the same position as the coaching staff. And in baseball, they will sacrifice that run for you. And it's also not safe in the extra innings anymore. Right, meaning – Going into a tie game in the 10th inning before the ghost runner used to feel pretty good about a one-run lead. And now with one runner on, you you can't necessarily. Because the visiting team is the one that racks up these freaking runs like crazy. So Cubs and Giants pair them, walk away. Next up, I don't want to bury the lead on this one either, but you have to bring up bring up the F5 totals, please. It's Let's Go Besco, Kone Senga on the bump against Great American Patriot, Thomas Henry, signer of the Declaration, and those snakes with shapes on their back. Now, this is something, again, nuance and context, hopefully, that you're getting when you roll with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's okay, Jay. Do it. It's good. It's all good. Let's do it. Um, sorry, live TV people. I think, well, I think I know, I know, going by the market's reaction, that I'm in a much different place than everyone here. And I often talk about reading the tape, meaning if you see fives with some five and a halves, you could think it's going to go to five and a half. We had that today. Now it's all five and a halves. I don't think we're going to get to six because the pricing is still near even. I don't think we have enough time, right? That's the whole thing with baseball and CLV, really. How would how would how you incorporate it? Now I'm going under on this one. And I haven't quite put Arizona in that basket of teams that I won't short. They've been good, but not great. They're in a bit of a downtrend. Mets offense is okay, but not great. Also a bit of a downtrend. Both of these pitchers have shown us some good stuff. The thing I wanted to get through the context is with Henry. So I, we picked up on a pitch mix change for him, and he really started featuring a his slider, which is a very good pitch. And Henry's been downright filthy the last couple times out. And that's another one. People get um, these players in their head and or teams sometimes like, oh, LOL, right? They stink, or you know them by name. They're not very good. But you can't just take – that's not analysis. So, right, at first, Henry was just getting whacked, you know, every time out. First six starts, ERA was like north of six, I think. Last three times out, he hasn't – he's only given up four earned through three starts. But six and two-third gave up one. Six, You know, he's starting to do it. And then we even got eight strikeouts the last time. So, if we're looking at a young pitcher starting to get it together – Right, we're talking about a 25-year-old lefty. There's still a lot of room to grow with pitchers. 
I'm under the five and a half through five. Now, again, this is this is good. We got a couple feathers here today. Hopefully, helping people out. Remember, no one no one cares about the analysis in two days, but hopefully, we left it with a lesson. Maybe that kind of resonated. The feathers in the cap here at the restaurant where the chefs eat, right? So, the idea being this, and this is again me not wrong, right and wrong, just different. But it does have helped me, I should say, has helped me over the years establishing more of an objective process towards things. And with the ghost runner and the running like I, the offensive environment, like I explained, I generally go over full game and go under for FIs. Now, granted, if the bullpens are awesome, it, there could be a, it's not an absolute. But if you're basing your analysis on under for starting pitchers, why wouldn't you keep it to that? Pay the five cents, 10 cents extra that it's going to be to keep it there and avoid all the nonsense. Hashtag we hate bullpen. So I'm under five and a half, but way under five and a half. I'm almost a full run under. I don't have either of these teams getting to three. So meaning even if we you take the higher range on one, I'd have the Mets at three. The higher range for Arizona, I only have them at two. So this one I have three, two, no matter how you slice it, we'll see if the big man gets served. So let's go under. Last game, I am off of this one. It's Osvaldo Bido and the Pittsburgh Pirates on the road against the Dodgers, who just unpalatable with the pricing. Jay, did you go back and pair? <laughs> Jay is like my right. We have those those angels. Jay's the good one, obviously. <laughs> right. So, oh, you're the man. If we didn't do the pair, the best natural pairing. Let's go Giants and Dodgers. That's a good one. Can, can we see if we get that at even money, Jay? So that's perfect because we did bet the run line on the Cubbies. Jay always knows. Again, I don't like to double bet if I can avoid it. Unless I go – if you go robust, it's okay. Meaning if you have 30 plays, 25 plays in a day and you're being responsible, right? Because remember, more bets doesn't mean more risk because you could take R and divide it. If you're robust, then you can have more than one play in a game. If you're Like I wouldn't call what we're doing now five, six plays. That's not robust. You should not be doubling up. Unless you're splitting the risk. Again, always a – there's generally a conservative answer to everything. So we're going to pair Dodgers money line with the Giants money line to get the plus 125. I believe in that one enough. I'm going to post that one for my subs as well. Maybe I'll just put it in the DDP. Yeah, I'm going to – if you're unfamiliar, I like to put out a four-game parlay if I can. I don't do it every night, but sometimes. So that'll wrap, that'll wrap us up. Jay, hit that one for plus 125. Man, that's it. This, this show just flies by, right? Just absolutely flies by. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us again. Here at Call to the Pen HQ, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Jay's doing an awesome job. Just scrolling past the ticket for the audio-only people that don't have a lot of time can run over to YouTube. If you're there, press the bell, press the thumb. That stuff matters more than it should. I hate the bag, but the show's free. It's not a bad trade. That's not a bad trade. All right, I'll spend hours doing baseball analysis and screaming. <laughs> At the top of my lungs for 40 minutes a day, and you press a cartoon figure, jam them up inside me, and this time that'll do it. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down. Here at Call to the Pen, it's really been so flattering. And Wow, seven subs away from 800. Yes, man. I am so proud. We're definitely going to get that one. Nash Tudo, you are the man. You are the man and the women. You are the women and the men that makes this thing happen. Okay? I'm, you know, like I'm you, right? I am you. You know, I come from, I think that's why people resonate with me. So I come from literally nothing. Like I come from zero. You know, like I, I am, you know, I am the American dream, you know, and that's, we are the American dream, but it's up to you, man. You hang out with people that are negative and dragging you down. That's the direction you're going to go in. 
You hang out around here with people that want to build you up and help you learn that want to work with you instead of against you. Where do you think that's going to go? This show is the rising tide, and we're lifting all the ships. So we appreciate you. We'll catch you tomorrow at 12. Still working on my guest. I have one on the hook, but I ended up, I ended up being wasted yesterday instead. So, yes, I'm not perfectly disciplined and that responsible. Again, I'm you. Love you all. We'll catch you tomorrow. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the games. Done with the book. Enjoy the pay, yo. Whatever, however it goes. Remember when you work this hard, if it's a lot, it's like luck. See you at 12, y'all. Peace. <laughs>